and let's shift to the bizarre week in politics that it was for New Zealand First and Winston Peters. Before we go to political commentator David Farah, here is Winston answering questions on Facebook Live during the week. And uh, he said, look, all, all will be revealed. I will do a live chat and all the questions, there will be all the answers. Uh, it went for nine minutes and uh, it, it, was, it was curious. Is this useful office justified in launching an investigation into your party's handling of donations and loans? That's a very curious question as well, because frankly, having seen the controversy out there and all sorts of statements being made, many pages and pages long while saying nothing illegal has happened here, nevertheless kept the innuendo going. And so we had decided from my consultation with the party itself that we should request the police's involvement because they would have the powers to get at the truth. And here's Jacinda Ardern. So this is her making it very clear this was earlier in the week that she won't be standing Winston Peters down. If the SFO does decide to investigate, would it be your expectation that Winston Peters would stand down from his role as Foreign Affairs Minister? Again, uh, that would preempt again, a conclusion of those investigations. As I've said, I'm not going to form a view until we have a, a conclusion and outcome, and uh, we simply don't have that yet. The simple fact that he's being investigated clearly is not enough. Oh, as, as I've said, I'm not going to draw judgment until uh, we've seen a conclusion, uh, an outcome, and we don't have that yet here. Political commentator David Farrer joins us now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. G'day, David. Do you think the last week has seen the beginning of the end for Winston Peters? I think you have to be a bit careful ever calling anything the end for Winston Peters. <laughs> but I think you can say it's been the worst week in government, both for him and New Zealand Food, but also potentially for their coalition partners who really don't know what to do. Uh, they'd like to come out and say, look, this is terrible behaviour, but then what will Winston do in government if they do? What sort of redemption do you think Winston thinks could be lying ahead? Because the, the, the Electoral Commission found that they actually have breached the Electoral Act. Now they just referred it to the police to find out which individuals are responsible. So what's what's Winston's end I game? I think Winston or New Zealand First are thinking strategically. I think they're angry and they're lashing out. They're angry at the former New Zealand First president and other party insiders who have told the truth and exposed what's been happening. And when you get angry, you don't actually think about consequences. And this is how Winston made perhaps the biggest blunder, where he revealed an unforced error. Oh, yeah, you know, we know all about who he's been meeting with. We took the photographs and sent them to the blog. And, you know, if he hadn't said that, which was totally unforced, it wasn't a sneaky question from the interviewer, uh, it would still be a bad week, but nowhere near as bad. So I think they're just angry and they're not actually thinking, how do we get out of this and move forward? And not just any blog, but a blog associated with Cameron Slater, who was the, you know, the, the foundation of dirty politics. So this is really bad. What then... Will the conversations be like behind closed doors between Ardern and Peters? Well, it's not clear there's going to be a conversation. This is one of the problems is that they've avoided having these tricky conversations. And if you have really good senior staff, you can sometimes work out at chief of staff level, but they actually have to come to some sort of understanding, which is what actually happened and we have to distance ourselves from this, but 
you know, we don't want you throwing your toys out of the peddling pool, so to speak. Um, because what you said about the dirty politics, and look, I was in that book too, and there's a lot of stuff you could uh, argue about what was in that book. But from the Labour and Green point of view, that book represented all that was wrong in politics. It was despicable, it was disgusting, it must never happen again. And now they're both in government, and the Deputy Prime Minister allegedly is doing much the same. So it's a real problem for them about treading that line between um, actually saying what they should say, but not destabilising the government. Do you think there's some sort of irony? And I, I was when Winston was playing the line that we've done nothing illegal. I was thinking, well, is is it actually about whether they've done anything illegal, or is it about perception? Because remember the wine box case that Winston didn't actually win that, but he won people's hearts in a way because he'd drawn attention to bad behaviour. Well, attention has been drawn to the bad behaviour of yep. the way they've done their their fundraising. Yeah, well, I think it's bad on both levels. The perception is you've hidden donations from your rich corporate mates and you pretend to stand up for the little man. That's bad. You're looking sneaky. You're looking dodgy. Reminds people of all. Yeah, and they've done this before. It's not the first time. The, the claim we've done nothing illegal. Well, who claimed that? and said the Electoral Commission will clear him and they're cooperating with the Electoral Commission. And the Electoral Commission has actually said very clearly, we believe illegal activity has happened, uh, but we need the police to investigate exactly who is responsible. So I think they're a bit stuffed either way because they're stuffed even if there wasn't anything illegal, but it's very likely, I think, the Serious Fraud Office is going to prosecute some people because... Um, there's both their donation and their election expense returns appear to be quite grossly incorrect. Is it possible, though, that the public will just forget about this in the same way that, say, the fallout <laughs> from the National Party breaking up a $100,000 donation into small amounts under fifteen grand um, has also kind of you know, fallen by the wayside? Um, I think National would say they didn't break it up and it's unclear whether it was broken up. But putting that to one side, look, you can move on from scandals, you can survive scandals. Uh, The guy who's best at this is Donald Trump. And his strategy, though, is have a new scandal every day because then people forget about the scandal from the day before. Um, But I think the problem for Winston is because Um, It's not just it's a scandal for them. They were below 5% in the polls anyway. But the bigger problem is it's a scandal for their coalition partners. Uh, It damages them, and they're going to start worrying. In fact, the Green Party sent out a quite amazing email after the latest Colmar News News Colmar Brunton poll saying, we may not make it back to Parliament. We need your help. So the Greens have actually pushed the panic button uh, and said, look, they're worried they may not make it back. And that's the nightmare situation for Labour, is that what's happening pushes New Zealand first out of Parliament and pushes the Green Party out of Parliament and they're back in opposition. If if New Zealand first do actually fall below that threshold and they don't get an electorate seat, is this the end of A, Winston, and B, New Zealand first? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, Winston, yeah, I think is of an age where he's fairly keen to retire, I don't think. Their hope is that spending you know, one and one half 
billion dollars in one electorate in Northland may win Shane Jones the seat. So if Shane Jones wins Northland for them, he would, I sure, take over as leader. They carry on. But I would not be at all certain they can win Northland. Uh, it is actually a quite strong national seat. For, for them to win, yeah. they would need to get 95% of Labour voters, 95% of Green voters, and all the New Zealand First voters uh, voting for Shane Jones. 